This is Gearstick and Clutchback, chatting in the back of a 1964 Series 2 Land Rover with Lara Platman. As a photojournalist, I've always loved listening to people who have an interesting story to tell. I started to look at intrepid women who just didn't know they couldn't and simply knew they could. Women who went off travelling, racing, making stuff on their own, who took their lives into their own hands and simply did it. This series of podcasts looks at some of those women, and indeed men, who have an interesting story to tell. In the first of the series, I talked to Daisy Sadler, who went off in her gypsy caravan with two horses for three months, on her own, at her own pace. That was, of course, after racing a Porsche, or climbing and trialling an ERA, and drive to this day her Austin chummy. Oh, that sounds smooth. Yeah. So, Daisy, you went off on a three-month trip yeah, with, three months. Um, your, with two horses and a gypsy caravan. That's right, and I went on my own. Oh, yes, because we've got such a delicate voice. So um, So, so I had the two Belgian draft horses, which were the right height, about 16 hands, the right conformation for really pulling a a wagon up a steep hill, which no doubt I would meet. And that was one of your, you know, your your concerns about going up hills? Yes, up the hills, yes, it was. What was your other concern about Um, um, going up? Uh, finding the route. Um, uh, parking up at night was always um, always a problem because you're well, usually on the side of the road. Very rarely someone said, oh, you'd stop in my field. That happened now and again, which was nice. And, uh, and so... Um, when you so you planned your route and you you went you, you planned your route the day before right. and you, your concerns were going up here. But what about being on your own for three months? Was that a little of a concern? No, it wasn't. I had two dogs, two uh, one lurcher and one little small mongrel who turned out to be a brilliant guard dog. Did he snap at everyone? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he sat on the wagon all day, every day, unless it rained. And leaning out far as he could go, he was out sort of that side there, um, and uh, and he would if anyone came near, he would snap. I had to be a bit careful with him, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't make any friends on the way up there. So what made you decide to do it? Um, I, I needed a, a long trip. I have a fancy of doing long trips, and and I've had a family up there. It was nice to see um, nephews, nieces. 
great nephews and great nieces, which I'm not sure they were completely impressed about the old how man. You, how, you <laughs> how you arrived? How you arrived with a gypsy caravan? But it was good. I had a brother up there, so it was nice to see him. But it's a abs- you've decorated it absolutely beautifully. It's bright yellow with red doors and flowers everywhere, and had a yellow flashing light on top. And the horses had flowers around there. Yeah, yeah, manes as well. Yeah, it looked good. Looked absolutely yeah. stunning. Um, and so you'd had the horses three years previously, yeah. so you got to know what they were like and got to know their temperament a bit. That's but right. were they were they trusting you? Were you trusting them when you first started off? Yes, I had to be a bit careful to, just to get them in a routine when I, I first set off. Um, just the idea when you're on your own, you've got no one at their heads. While you while you've shut them in the wagon, and you've got all the harness connected up, and then you have to get from the front of the horse and climb on the wagon without <laughs> so them running off. Yeah, without them running off. But no, we got in a good routine, and um, and they trusted me quite right. They trusted me, and I trusted them in the end. And what happened at the end of the three months when you brought them back to the paddock at home? Did they sort of go, "Come on, we want to go off again"? No. They were happy. No, they've got a smashing field, quite a sort of a lonely, no people going there, so they love it. You can tell they love... Once they've had contact with you, they're nice, they, they talk to us, but they like their own space, and you could really see that they said bye-bye for now. Amazing. <laughs> and roared off. Yeah, it was good. Good to see them enjoy their rest then. And um, so you said you had a long urge to, to want to do long-distance travel, travelling. And so I'd like to talk about something else, which might lead into this. Is You were doing lots of trials, motor trials and races before you went off um, with your horses and your, your gypsy That's caravan. Right. Yeah, um, did you do lots of long-distance rallying with that? Yes, the MCC um, long-distance trials, the motorcycling club, um, the Exeter, Land's End and Edinburgh. Um, I did those year in, year out from about 70s, 80s. It's a motorcycling club. Yes, it is. So it's, so you had, what what, vehicle, what uh, was, transport did you have? Well, cars. It's, uh, they opened it to cars. Oh, motorbikes I see. And cars. I see. And usually, oh, about 300-odd entries. Um, so what did you try, what did you rally in to start with? In the Austin 7. In the Chummy? Yeah, yeah. And that's your daily car now? It is, yeah. So... Over 90, it is. 9.29. Wow. So it's, it's and so, yeah. and so um, we were talking about earlier, we were talking about the speed of cars and the amount of cars on the roads today. When you were doing your trials in the, in the 70s, late 70s and early 80s, um, the amount of cars on the road was, was so insignificant. And so I don't know. Small. I don't know, really. It's got a lot worse now, but... There were still a lot of cars then? Yeah, I reckon so. I'm going back even before the 70s, you see, ah. when, I, when I got on the road. Um, but it has changed now. So, yeah. so um, you had an Allard as well. Uh, yeah, I had an L-type Allard, which I did a few hill climbs in and uh, raced. And did you do the, the Land's End to Johnny Groats? Johnny Groats to Land's End in that as well? No, I didn't. I always wanted to, but no, I didn't. I, I did, and then um, I had a J2X, and I did one trial in the J2X, which was good fun, but only the one. Um, that was the Allard J2X. Uh, and then... Uh, 
And he raced in a, a Porsche. We had a, a go at a Porsche um, on the race circuit. Um, how, so did you, how, did you, how did you fare with the? How did you fare with racing? How did you Lovely. get on? Oh, brilliant! Not, not six, only club racing, really. Yeah, though. yeah, really low key. Well, smashing, really good. But then hill the, climbing was good. I did some hill climbing in the Allard actually. Now, I, there's lots of I can always see many, many women on the hill climb circuit, but. Um, when you were racing the Porsche, were there many other women racing? Yeah, a few, a few other women. Yeah, I think there's a lot more women in club racing circuit than there is in the professional circuit. Yes, always been. I yes, think. Yes, there is, isn't there? Yes. Um, but um, so, what what Porsche was it? Was it one of um, Josh's Porsche? Yes, nine eleven, nine eleven S. And he said you were doing a Welsh, uh, an Irish uh, trial. Um, hill climb. A hill climb. Quick enter. And um, he, he, he heard that um, it might have been a colourful a colourful hill climb, but you brought it home safe. Yes, it was, because it was, um, it was a, long, a long hill. I think it was a couple of miles, Quigantlet. A long time ago, I think it was a couple of miles, and he's um, at the bottom listening to the, listening to the uh, commentary, and it started to rain, so... He had an interesting commentary to listen to at the bottom of the hill <laughs> as I went up. <laughs> Gear stick and clutch bag. Interviews in the back of a 1964 Series 2 Land Rover. So when did you stop um, hill climbing and racing? Um, about 90. And what was, you, what was you racing in then? I was racing the J2X, not the J2X, the L-Type. Yeah, I gave it, gave it up and went cycling. <laughs> you, went, you, went, you went cycling? Not, not, and, not and cycle racing. You went, I went cycling. And, and horses. I went from one extreme to the other. So, low down and the speed of the horses is about four miles an hour we do oh, on the road. That's what I wanted to ask you as well. <coughs> so um, going back to when you were travelling uh, with your gypsy caravan and your horses... Um, the speed of the of the trot or the walk was four miles an hour. Four miles an hour walking, yeah. And then yeah. Um, that's a fast walk for us for about four miles an hour. And then you said when you got to some traffic lights, yeah, you tend to speed up a bit to let the traffic flow with you. But you rarely trotted because, it, as you can imagine, they're quite a heavy horse. There's a lot of damage on their legs. Uh-huh. And they've got steel shoes on and thump their little legs on the road. So they just didn't do them any good. So they just walked along. They, we walked all that way, five hundred miles walking. And so, how many <laughs> um, hours a day would you? Yeah, you, walk? you, you could. Um, I did anything from uh, mileage-wise eight to about twenty miles a day. Very rarely over twenty. And with that, you'd start off early morning. Yeah, early and, morning. And yes. finish at sunset. Yes, well, no, before, because you've got to find your curb somewhere. And now and again, we'd, we'd, uh, I'd have trouble finding a curb. I'd end up in the middle of a town looking for somewhere, which, amazingly, people were so lovely and helpful because it was fun to look at and, and the horses were different to look at. And you said you stopped at Wigan, um, yep. and which was a town, and you asked, that was the only time yeah, you was, asked someone the only time to, I asked, yeah. to stay there. Yeah, as I was approaching Wigan. Late on, and you know, it was getting well past stopping time, and um, he was very. He was a bit suspicious when I drove into his yard. It was a farmer's yard, 
because he said he didn't know how many when he said he was a bit begrudging at first, but after he decided there was only me in there and two dogs, he was all right. He didn't know whether there might be ten kids come out of there when... Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not sure, are they, when you turn up with a gypsy caravan? It is. So it's it, only me. So did you have any... Um, body ask you all about the, the sort of the gypsy and the Romany way? Did people think yes, you were part a, of that yes, sort they of um, yes, they did. family and um, yes, but they soon, lifestyle? Yeah, they soon realised I wasn't. But I had a lot of gypsies stopping and being very encouraging and very charming to me. They were the gypos that stopped me. And they couldn't believe I was on my own because they would never do that in the million sunders. It's funny because they... Not with horses. I mean, they'd want two or three people hanging onto the horse before they, you know... Before they do that. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is funny that um, uh, this sort of crosses over into a different person's lifestyle of sort. Yes. Um, when you go to hotter climates, such as Australia or South Africa or something, you travel around and it's... it's and I remember going into living in um, America for a bit and we went to Texas and there was lots of people sort of travelling around and not coming home for days and days and just living in their cars and trucks and truck right, vans. Right. And in this country, it's not always the case because everyone yeah. thinks they have to go home. And yeah. so to do a long trip, you get such different perceptions of people. Yeah, lovely. And um, but and the, the, I think the most beautiful thing is your 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 caravan was painted and decorated so pristinely. Yes, it was fun. Yeah. Yes, fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what happens now? But when you... you know, if you have I went on holiday in that before we did that with my husband, but two people in there is just impossible. Two is impossible. One is perfect, but two is impossible. How how many feet long is it? Yeah. Uh, I think a bit over six foot long in length. So it's really just a place to... About about 12 foot long, I reckon. It's really a place to lay your head and boil a kettle. And boil a kettle, yes. It is. But it's smashing for one. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I love it. Um, Carrying your home on your back. Oh, terrific. And the people you meet, of course. It's lovely. And, of course, you have to carry the food for the horses as well. Yes, yes. Did you stop quite regularly to, to feed them and to water them? Yes, I did. I, I went, I said three hours in my head that I would do a walk for three hours and then stop. And do and look yeah, after and all the horses, a, have look a, after everyone. And eat up and uh, and then move on. So, going back now, we've, we've mixed between the caravan and the cars and the caravan and the cars, and I was thinking we would just stick to one at the beginning and one at the end. But going back to the cars now, um, you drive your Austin 7 Chummy as a daily, and um, what do people say when they bump into you now when you're driving yes, your Austin 7? Yes, very interesting. They say... Because it's scruffy, they say, oh, never do it up. Most of them say that. Very few saying, oh, why don't you do it up? One said, you want to wash your number plate because <laughs> you can't read it. <laughs> um, but most people really want to keep it as it is because there's so many nice ones around, really nicer than they came out of the factory. That's, that's and, and also school children... And now give you the thumbs up. Once when I first started using Austin, they used to laugh at you, but now they quite appreciate you. 
It's a cute it's looking car. But it's a cute it's looking it? car. Yeah, I agree. It's a cute looking car. And she works perfectly. So yes, yes. there's no reason to do it up. No. Because if all. it's working perfectly. Yeah, it would, it would ruin it almost. I'd, I'd put animal food in there, taken the passenger seat out. Um, so it's like a little truck. It really uh, works very well. Now, did you have a three-wheeler van yes, as well? Yes, I've got a three-wheeler Reliant. You have that still? Yeah, yeah. Do you use that often? Um, not as much as the Austin, no, no. And what, what speed do you get up to in the Austin? In the Austin, about 40. Just around 40. I haven't got a speedometer on it, but I reckon it's 40. Any more, it feels unhappy. So do you... Um, I don't know if there's any speed cameras around here. But yes, do you... I, got, I got done. <laughs> and going downhill, this was, in the Austin, just in a local village, Broughton. I got a speeding... I had to go on a, a speed awareness course. Oh, bless. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have to slow down? Do you know you have to slow down yes. in that? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I have a car, my Series 2, that goes to 50, and I know when I'm at 30, I can feel the engine. Yes, that's right. We get to feel it, don't we? Yes, you do. That's right. Um, you feel how happy it is. Yeah. Um, you don't have to look at the speed on what you just know yeah. from how the sound yeah. is. I agree. Which is so different from the cars today. Oh, yeah, you've got to hear the engine. You don't we? really know what speed you're no, doing. And it no. sort of hovers at 60, most cars today. They yeah. hover, they sort of, before you put the foot down, you're already up yeah. at quite a good speed. Yeah. Um, so to finish off, um, what are your plans for the Gypsy Caravan next? Yes, I've got another trip planned this year. Um, leaving a bit earlier, probably April time. And uh, heading up on the other side of the, um, up on the east side, heading up to Glasgow, Scotland, that way. A longer, longer journey. Probably a longer journey. And different. I think it'd be a very different journey. The east side, so you've got east all the, the, the sort of the North Sea and that That's beautiful right. Berwick-upon-Tweed yes. area in yes. Northumberland. And the fourth bridge somewhere. I've got to get over a bridge. There's, <laughs> there's two of those. There's two of those bridges now. Yeah. Um, yes, there are, aren't there? Yeah, yes. they've put a new one up. Are they? Are you gonna? So it'd be longer than three three months. Well, yeah, I'm setting off probably a month earlier, so it might run into September. I don't know. So yeah, it will be longer. There's a great fudge factor with my journeys. I don't really plan it. We get all the maps. We draw a straight line on yeah. the map, and that's where I'd like to go there. And then I dodge round it, depending on the road. You don't obviously you don't use motorways, and you try and avoid. Penines, stuff like that. Um, so you just sort of planning. <laughs> you aim for the direction. Yes, and, that's it. And so, so you you just enjoy stopping and waking up wherever you're. Oh, lovely! Lay, and your horses. Hat. You're with your horses all day, every day. It's quite nice, that. What do you? It's very difficult to ask now that you're you're sitting in a car and away from the trip. But what, what feelings go through your head when you're travelling along on your own? Um, no, not, 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 really, never really think about it too deeply. I mean, if you started to think about it, you could, the horses could escape from their little um, fenced-in area by the side of the road. So it's, gallop what, off so it's concentrating the, the whole time. It's yes, sort you of are really. keeping on top of everything. On top of, yeah, three steps ahead of the horses, yeah. But you're going yeah, at yeah. four miles an hour, so you get to see the British countryside. Oh, lovely. And, it's and the people. 
I'm the people, because people, and if someone is interested, I stop and have a chat. And of course, that, that takes a lot of time off. And sometimes when you're breaking camp, people come along and chat, and that. And they can see, an and they can see you're you're on your own with your horses and your dogs, and you're not a whole you're not troop a of people. That's right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And you're just having your own yes. journey. Yes. Next time on Gear Stick and Clutch Bag. Starts well. I'm here with Josh Sadler. One of the things we incidentally find ourselves specialising in is is repairing damaged classics. Of course, they're so usable. People get out there and use them, and if you yes. use them, you have shunts. Gear Stick and Clutch Bag. Chatting in the back of a 1964 Series 2 Land Rover. I'm looking forward to chatting to your husband Josh next time right who um, is going to tell me all sorts of things about Porsches and, yeah, it'll be um, interesting. and maybe what he thinks about you going off <laughs> on your gypsy caravan thank you so much Daisy right pleasure you've been listening to Gear Stick and Clutch Bag interviews in the back of a 1964 Series 2 Land Rover join us next time